0: Friends, countrymen, Ontarians, welcome to the Wild Ontario Podcast, episode six. Today, we will be talking with Curtis Matwishan. He is a fellow from Saskatchewan and he is the survivor of this bear attack that is actually blowing up on the internet. You know, our posting of the video has got 1.7 million views so far. Huge amount of controversy in the comments about what he did, you know, what is it the right way to act or not? And, um, huge amount of learnings in this conversation about bear safety and what to do in the woods with both grizzlies, but also with the black bears here that are found, uh, in Ontario as this black bear encounter was a black bear, not a grizzly bear, uh, with Curtis in Saskatchewan. Curtis is a wildfire crew chief. He's out there fighting forest fires all the time. And a, an employee of, uh, the national park system here in canada so fascinating conversation not an ontarian a saskatchewanian or saskatchewan winner as curtis says but uh we interview him nonetheless enjoy this conversation with curtis matwishan ladies and gentlemen so we're here with curtis and your last name is matwishan is that how how to pronounce it
1: yeah matwishan
0: matwishan got it okay what what uh ancestry is that
1: uh that's actually ukrainian my uh my father's side of the family was from ukraine and uh, been in canada for over 100 years but yeah still a good ukrainian name oh my goodness man cool okay got that origin interesting man
0: um mm-hmm. yeah so you are a saskatchewanian is that correct <laughs>
1: Saskatchewanian, or uh, as my uh, uncle says, winner. so whichever one suits your preference. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man.
0: Excellent. Well, you know, this is the Wild Ontario podcast, and like, you know, 95% of our audience is in Ontario, but you know what? You seem like a pretty cool guy, man, so I think we're going to have to make you an honorary Ontarian, you know, for the, for the day. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Curtis, why don't you tell us where you are? So we're going to be talking today about your your bear attack experience, which is absolutely fascinating, my friend. You know got, that video got so many views. Holy cow! You know when I reposted it, um, onto our TikTok and Instagram. But uh, Curtis, why don't you tell us, like, you know, where are you right now? Uh, what do you do in terms of why do you spend all this time outside? And uh, yeah, just get us up to speed on the Curtis the Curtis lifestyle.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was supposed to be uh, talking to you from beautiful Wask Sioux Lake in Prince Albert National Park. But uh, so I was uh, before this, I was away for a few weeks up uh, in Fort Smith in the Northwest Territories, working on a fire and then uh, timing out perfectly. Um, I had a wedding from an old fire buddy in Banff National Park uh, just after that. So I got home from Fort Smith next day, turned around, uh, got in a camper van and uh, booted it on down to the Rockies. So spent some time in Waterton, then in Banff. So uh, supposed to be at work today uh, back in Saskatchewan, but uh, the alternator in our camper van decided to kick the bucket yesterday on the way home. So we are in uh, Hannah, Alberta, home with Nickelback. (laughs) So that's where we spent uh, last night. So we're hoping that uh, a, uh, garage has an alternator for us this morning if not uh we'll might be stuck here for a few more days but we'll make the most of it
0: oh my god curtis well if it's the home of nickelback is it chad kroger is he the lead singer of uh
1: chad kroger Back? certainly
0: is now i think there's a very high probability it was chad kroger himself that took out your alternator
1: so i think you're right and he's probably here because it's thanksgiving so i uh <laughs> i you... wouldn't doubt it <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, man. That's crazy. Well,
0: sorry. RIP to your alternator. Um, That's nuts, man. So you were up in Fort Smith. So you are, what is the correct terminology? Is it forest firefighter or what, how, how do you describe that kind of, that kind of uh, position?
1: Yeah, we, I guess forest fire, wildland fire. Uh, so I'm a crew leader with Parks Canada. Um, currently used to work for Alberta wildfire, but I've been doing that since 2011.
0: Wow. So you you work specifically for Parks Canada, so you're only dealing with fires in national parks.
1: Uh, not quite the case. That is our main responsibility. That's our jurisdiction. But um, within Canada and even the broader um, wildfire partners across the world, uh, we, we can be sent away to other agencies. So um, that was working within um, Wood with Buffalo National Park. I had lots of coworkers worked in Alberta, worked in BC this year. So, uh, we do share resources among all of our fire agencies in Canada and actually across the world as well. Interesting, man. So Wood
0: Buffalo national national park, that is, is that not our biggest national park? It's huge, right?
1: It is massive. I I should know this as working for parks Canada, but it's definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest, but yeah, it is a massive, um, chunk of land up in Northern Alberta that, uh, borders the Northwest Territories and uh, yeah, just a big swath of boreal and you have some amazing wetlands and salt plains and, and uh, wood bison as, uh, as the name suggests. Um, Got to see them a few times while I was up there. So it's uh, a nice experience up there when it's uh, not on fire. So thankfully uh, we're getting to the end of the season and hopefully it's all been put to bed here soon.
0: When it's not on fire, man, that's right. Holy cow. I guess like, you know, fire is really, a annual quote-unquote natural part um, of the whole boreal forest like it's like the word that you said when it's not on fire fires kind of happen all the time right like f- for, for folks that are from the south of Canada that are living in like you know climate zone five or six or four where there's no boreal mm-hmm. we're not as used to fire but up there fire is a, is a pretty common thing is that is that correct
1: yeah, and that community, for sure, is used to fire being around it, um, and it is a natural part of the ecosystem, as you said. But um, this year was a historic year. It was the most area burned in Wood Buffalo National Park, I believe, ever. Um, they had well over a million hectares of fire um, within 10, 15 kilometers of the community. So it uh, was a spectacular in a bad way, uh, fire season for them. Just um, thankfully, that the community... Um, wasn't directly impacted by fire, but it did get very close. Um, but thankfully, yeah, the work of all the agencies up there, Alberta, Parks Canada, Northwest Territories, um, did a heck of a job in, in protecting that community and hard time for a lot of people. They were out of their homes for, I believe, almost over a month. So, um, yeah, so it was a particularly challenging fire season up there among many other places in Canada.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely! Holy cow! And as as a crew chief, um, are is it kind of like an army platoon, like you're leading, you know, ten to sixteen guys kind of situation? And uh, are you being deposited by, you know, helicopter or plane into certain locations and dropped off for a a certain amount of time? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, so it it depends. My um, crew itself that I work with on a daily basis is a four person initial attack crew, so myself and three others. Um, but when there is a large fire, we'll go for, instead of initial attack, we'll do what's called sustained action. And that's when you're working on a large wildfire for around 14 days, usually. Um, and uh, yeah, so either we might be our own unit, or we might get tagged on with another, um, sometimes we'll put together 20 packs. So what um, we call a unit crew or similar to a hotshot crew down in the States. Um, so yeah, it depends on, on what the fire calls for um, this year. I, we did our, our four-person crew went up there and you just get your, your assignments, your chunk of line, and you'll work with other crews. Um, yeah, it depends on the access. You might be going in by helicopter, um, which we did for the first half of the shift. And then after that, the rest was road access. Uh, we use all the different cool equipment. I don't know if you've ever seen the Sherps, uh, which is like the ultimate uh, kind of go anywhere vehicle on land and water. Um, got to ride in those before. We use Nodwells, Haglins. Um, yeah just a lot of interesting heavy equipments and get to fly around quite a bit which is uh, definitely a perk of the job and uh, i get to work with a lot of cool aircraft as well so yeah it just whatever the fire dictates and kind of what the landscape's like and that kind of thing so ideal if you can get in by ground because that's uh our best access and egress. If uh, something happens, you need to get out of there quickly. Um, but there is times where we do have to fly in and uh, just gonna make sure we have good safety zones and, and escape routes and uh, good extraction points when we're out there. So, but yeah, my typical crew is a four person crew
0: war person interesting man jesus the way you describe it it sounds like a lot of vietnam war movies that i've seen man
1: (laughs) yeah i think it's everybody has to listen to uh, fortunate son at least once uh, when they're flying in the helicopter in our job (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious
0: oh man i just imagine blasting yeah like what is it wagner's um what is
1: the title of that song I, I can hear it in my mind. I'm not Ride sure what the Valtteri's. actual title is. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Ride Ride it's funny you, you actually, you say Vietnam, they, um, a lot of our medium helicopters, I believe the airframes are the Hueys that were used in Vietnam um, and they've just continued to, uh, to be used. So supposedly quite a few of our aircraft, uh, at least the airframe were actually used in Vietnam. Um, this is a lot of military surplus that then went over to civilian use afterwards
0: no shit man holy cow that's nuts that's nuts and the other thing up about uh in in wood buffalo national park it's so remote that there's a zero percent chance that uh chad kroger will find you and try to sabotage and your steal
1: life. your alternator that's right yeah. that's right yes. so That's
0: so do you like when you're out in the bush like this you know this this very you're now like a uh you know internet celebrity with your bear attack video my friend uh Do you do you guys run into bears when you're out in the bush, um, you know, with with forest Mm -hmm. fires or is there so much commotion with fires like is there an energy the smoke can animals sense this and are they all kind of on the move and just trying to get out of dodge when forest fires are happening like what's the frequency of running into either grizzlies or or black bears uh, where you're where you're for you know doing your work
1: yeah so um definitely animals do have a sense of when there is a fire in the area they will they will move away from it um so it's that being said like so if you're inside the black you're not likely to uh to see a bear but we're usually not we're on the edge right like we're in between the green and the and the burns. so um, once the fire has kind of done a big run and if it's just kind of smoldering, um, bears will definitely be on that edge. Um, so we, yeah, it's not uncommon to see bears, um, when we're on the line, but lots of times, like you said, we're, we're working around lots of heavy equipment. We have chainsaws running, loud pumps, aircraft flying overhead. So, um, usually bears, uh, will kind of make their way away from where all that commotion's happening. But, um, as you know, every animal is a little bit different and depending on their experience of if uh, they've had food rewards, that kind of thing. And they, they view people as a source of actual food, especially if it's say an area where there's some um, hunting going, bear baiting, that kind of thing, where they might view human activity as a source of food. um, We do definitely have bears um, and can be some problem bears too, sometimes on the line. Um, Thankfully, I've never had any major issues, but um, yeah, actually my I I wasn't in a roll on the crew on this last fire. I got pulled into the instinct man team, but uh, the crew I was supposed to be working with, uh, there was an aggressive bear on their line. And um, even with chainsaws and everybody kind of in a group yelling, um, it was a black bear, but just because it's a black bear, as we'll talk about, doesn't mean it's not aggressive. So yeah, they ended up having to... um, pull off of the line for the day. And then they got in uh, some staff from the Northwest territories that uh, were successful in trapping the bear. So um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, that's just another thing we got to think about when we're out there on the line, obviously you're kind of focused on the fire, but there is all those other hazards that uh, are outside of the fire. Um, and yeah, especially animals, they get displaced from the wildfires. So um, even if you're, say, if you're in a community or that kind of thing near a fire, you can expect, to see a lot more wildlife around if there has been a large fire uh, near you because animals are usually pretty good at getting away from them but then they're displaced and uh, you'll see them in areas where you might not see them and in numbers that uh, you wouldn't normally either.
0: Holy cow, man! It is like the Vietnam War because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're fighting fire with he- heavy equipment. Wilder,
1: first,
0: yeah, man! It's like watch out for Charlie. He's in. He's in the uh, <laughs> beneath ground tunnels. He's in the trees. You know, <laughs> you, bear, you get attacked by bears from behind. Holy cow! So they actually. It's
1: not called- yet that's uh, your words don't mind it's usually it's pretty safe it's um yeah yeah no, it's, but it's it's a dynamic environment as you said anytime you're in the forest you have to expect to run into to a wildlife like that and be prepared to deal with it for sure right man so they actually so they pulled that crew
0: off the line because the bear was just not backing down and they sent in someone to trap it so did they trap it and then relocate it like right in the middle of all this
1: commotion going on I'm not sure um, what the, the process was for them. I just heard that it had been trapped. And I think the crew were able to, like they didn't get actually fully pulled off the line. Uh, I think they were just moved to another section. They said like, all right, this bear obviously um, is not one to leave us alone. So we'll go and work a different chunk of line for today. And then, uh, yeah, so they basically kind of got all their stuff packed up, moved on out, called it in, and then uh, they got it set up. And yeah, I think the trap was successful within a day or two. Um, so yeah, I know some, some places they'll relocate depending on if it's a bear that's had issues before, they might have to destroy the bear, but I'm not sure what happened with this particular individual.
0: Wow, man. Holy cow. And so what do they train you um, when they're, when you're being, you know, first trained as a recruit, um, as a wildland fire person, uh, do you do bear specific training? I imagine you would, right?
1: Yeah, there's a module of just kind of wilderness safety, um, that kind of thing within our training program. So um talks about just kind of the basics of, of being safe in bear country um, and other wildlife as well, but um, specifically how to avoid it. So always cleaning up, never throwing your apple cores or anything like that around the line, because um, those kinds of things are attractants for wildlife. And if that happens more often, they'll start to frequent it. Um, then also just kind of some um, bear behavior, how to react when you do see a bear um how to properly yeah basically try to get it to go in the other direction and if uh things happen like in my video um we do uh i don't know if in our wildland fire training we've done the bear spray but i i also did an office job um in fire management and did some more kind of wildlife conflict stuff within our our park as well so i definitely um I was, got the opportunity to deploy training bear spray and also through my education of forestry. I myself have had a bit more education, but um, they do definitely go over the basics um, of, of working in bear country. And uh, like if we're on a fire and there is bears spotted um, at our safety briefing in the morning, um, we'll do reminders, that kind of thing of, of what to do if you do see a bear and that kind of thing
0: interesting man and so do you guys have like are you carrying bear spray does is there someone carrying a firearm and if so what kind of firearm like on a crew even a four-person crew or the bigger hot shot crews like what kind of actual tools are you guys carrying to help you in these scenarios
1: yeah so uh no firearms um no we don't have anything like that um we generally will have bear spray offered to us uh it's up to the crew whether or not you want to take that i i always opt for it um can be a little bit challenging um if you are flying an aircraft because you can't have the bear spray um in your compartments or inside the aircraft so we generally have to get a fly safe canister um and you hope that you have a basket on your helicopter as well um but usually the pilots are pretty good even if it's an internal outside of the main compartment that you're in um they'll usually be pretty good if you have that fly safe canister um so yeah i i try to take it with me uh whenever i go um especially since my experience but even before that uh but yeah the fact that people have chainsaws and pumps and well we've even had helicopters call in helicopters to come and haze off a bear that doesn't want to go on our line. so kind of low level flights um to kind of scare away those bears if they are starting to frequent our line a bit more um but yeah we do have have that as a tool for us and and i encourage any wildland firefighter if it's being offered or even if not ask for it if you're going to bear country because uh yeah definitely one of the things we got to consider at all times
0: holy cow man wow that's that's super interesting um and then, so, yeah, you're speaking of, uh, you know, you mentioned your quote unquote experience. So this video that uh, is raging across the internet now, um, and dude, I cannot tell you the amount of arguing in the comments, oh, yeah. my friend, it is unreal. Like people getting absolutely furious <laughs> arguing about, you know, Curtis, was did this guy do it right? The main thing is the argument about, you know, should he have had a gun or should he have had a canister of bear spray? You know, Mm -hmm. my whole point in resharing your video was not only did I think it's like a classic textbook example of exactly what to do, like you acted so well, but uh, you were so calm, you were so collected, uh, but also that my big thing, the majority of people don't bring anything. Like if you think about your average kind of citizen who does not have a firearms license, I think in Ontario here, only 5% of Ontarians actually have a firearms license. So Mm -hmm. majority of people I know when they go out camping into the bush, when they go out hiking, they don't bring anything. Right. So that was my whole point. When I saw your video, I was like, Oh my God, this guy, what a pro. Uh, So maybe go through. Yeah. Curtis, maybe tell your story with this, uh, your bear encounter, that is famous on the internet now and you know where were you what you what were you doing because it sounds like in your downtime you spend a lot of time out in the bush camping right
1: yeah yeah camping and photography is kind of my main passion so I do a lot of wildlife and landscape photography so uh yeah this was last year um last week of May so just kind of when bears are really becoming active out of hibernation it's start of summer um, so we were in, um, Prince Albert national park where I live. So at a Lake, excuse me. And, um, yeah, we had just gone for a hike with, uh, with my dog and my wife. And, um, anytime I'm around the park, I always bring my camera in my car and always bring my bear spray and that kind of thing. Um always just prepared to, uh, try to get some photos of a bear. If I do see it, cause it's not uncommon uh, where we live. So we were driving back from that hike and um, there's an area of the park that we actually do a prescribed fire um, every year in the spring uh, kind of hazard reduction for the community Uh, we burn off this meadow um, before in the spring so that we uh, don't have dead grass if there is a fire that encroaches on the town and I've always thought this area because it's we've done it uh, continuously we've really open it up into a nice meadow. So beautiful kind of area that I've always thought that would be amazing with a bear in in it. And I've been surprised. I haven't ever seen a bear in that meadow because I think it's good forage, that kind of thing. So um, this time on our drive home, um, finally saw a bear in the meadow. So um, normally if I do see a bear and I'm in my vehicle, best thing to do is just pull over where you can uh, use your long zoom lens and don't even get out of your car just um shoot from your car um one of the things i guess it's a positive and a negative but bears are, are especially in national parks they're used to vehicles um generally it's safer for you and they actually feel less threatened if it's just a vehicle because they find them they go by all the time so they're they're very used to the presence so uh but i couldn't do that in this uh scenario because There's no shoulder on the highway and it's kind of an s-curve that's a bit of a blind turn and there is people that drive quite fast around there so it wasn't safe for me just to pull over on the side so um like i said i know this area very well so i knew that there was a turn off um off the highway just 100 meters up so i went up there i grabbed my camera my bear spray and i got out and i was gonna walk back just uh, in the ditch bear would have been more than hundred meters away so i felt comfortable um being on foot there especially with my bear spray but when i got out i noticed the bear wasn't uh there anymore and I, I didn't see it across the road so i figured all right it probably moved further into the meadow which would have been south of me where you couldn't see it from the road and um i like i said i know this area very well i know that there's a trail that kind of goes around and goes to the edge of the bush line that borders that meadow so i figured hey i got my zoom lens i got my bear spray um it's, i do wildlife photography i'm comfortable um around bears um so i i figured okay i'm gonna go on the trail and see if i can grab a shot of this of this bear asked my wife if she wanted to come with me she said hell no that's a bear uh she's a little bit more nervous around them than i am so she's probably smarter than me uh but yeah so i i got on the trail um I actually had, it was quite a strong wind, I'm guessing around 20 to 30 K, uh, pretty consistent uh, that it was coming from the West. So this was actually blowing, would have been blowing my scent right towards the bear. So if you know much about bears, you know, that they have an amazing sense of smell, uh, pretty terrible vision actually, but, um, they can smell a person from a long ways away. So lots of times a normal bear, if they catch scent of a person in their area, they're just going to move away. Um, so I was kind of thinking that might happen here. Um, so might it'll smell me before I can see it, and it might just already move off. But uh, I did at that point thought I got lucky, uh, and the bear was still in the meadow just as I thought. So it was kind of doing its thing, um, digging around for grubs in the ground, uh, kind of scratching on trees. And so I yeah was about 100 meters away, started taking some photos. I got off the trail, kind of stupidly like army crawled up a hill, but bears can't really see you if you're more than 30 meters away. So <laughs> pointless, but uh, yeah, you could tell it caught scent to me, um, standing up kind of sniffing in my, like the general direction of where the wind was blowing. So, so I saw like, okay, bear, bear knows I'm here. So, and then it starts to to walk um, back towards the trail and towards the, the woods. So I figured, okay, this bear is now, moving on like most do once, once they catch sight of or scent of a human. Um, So I get back to the trail and I set up with my camera planning on taking a few shots as it crosses the trail, thinking it's just going to go into the woods. So snap a few photos, it hits the trail. It does kind of go to the bush, but then it turns around and uh, comes back to the trail. So then it starts to slowly wander down the trail. Um, So I'm, I'm snapping a few photos and obviously it's like, okay, well, I guess this bear is, Continuing on this way and snapping photos, but then I'm realizing I'm kind of zooming back in. So I put the camera down and now the bear is probably 50 meters, 40 meters away. So that's too close. Um, you don't ever want to be, you try to avoid being closer than hundred meters from a bear. So at this point, yeah, it's time to stop snapping photos, time to try to scare this bear away. So get up my bear spray, and I start waving my arms and yelling at it and uh, stamping around and uh, just, yeah, screaming out, hey, bear, hey, bear. And the bear just kind of looks at me, and it's high, and it doesn't care at all. Um, so looks up, but then it just continues to kind of slowly wander down that path. So, like, obviously, yeah, we, we live in a resort town. I'm thinking this bear is, is likely not afraid of people but um thinking bears are lazy just like like us they want to do the path of least resistance if they're going somewhere so now i'm thinking okay this bear just wants to go down this path and um, when you're encountering bears you always want to leave them and out Um, sometimes they have a direction they want to travel uh, for a specific reason so it's good to just try to get a sense of that and try to give it a clear um, path where you're out of its way and where it wants to go Um, So that's what I did. I stepped into the meadow, probably went about 30 feet into the meadow um, and just waited for this bear to hopefully pass me by because it kept on walking down the trail. Um, So at this point, yeah, it didn't, wasn't even looking at me. It was just continuing not, yeah, just slowly meandering. Uh, So I snapped a couple photos again. And then as it crossed in front of where I was on the path, um, where I stepped off, it went and it sniffed the ground, it looked over at me, and then it came off the path. So that's the point that I realized okay, this is a different type of encounter than what I've had before. This appears to be a bear that is interested in following me. So, um, yeah, at that point, uh, now unfortunately, I stepped off the path and the wind is perpendicular to me and the bear. Um, so I'm now again standing trying to make myself look as big as possible, yelling at it. It's about thirty feet away. Um, but again, this bear just is is has no fear of people or me at all. So kind of thinking, okay, should I like wait for it to walk up to me and and spray it, but it wasn't charging, and kind of in all my bear training. um, and what I was thinking of is, okay, if if this bear charges, I stop, I spray a screen for it to run through. Hopefully that screen deters it. If it keeps going through that screen of spray, then you just focus on continuing to spray that piss out of it, uh, in its face. So that's what I was planning on doing. Um, this bear wasn't charging me, but also was continuing just to walk towards me. So I was thinking, should I throw a rock or a stick at it? But, um, I, they don't teach you that. And that can make a bear more aggressive if you do that. So that's when I switched tactics and that's what you see in the video. Um, so now I'm about three, 400 meters away from my car. Um, I switched to just more of a a calm voice of hey bear it's okay whoa bear and just I'm trying to uh, to walk back to my car um you don't ever want to turn and run from a bear um that can trigger a predatory response so um basically I I knew where I was in the meadow I'm I'm used to this area I knew there wasn't anything that was really going to trip me up um so I started just Kept spacing the bear, kept um, my bear spray on it, checking back, obviously, making sure I wasn't going to uh, stumble into something else or or get trapped in, say, some blowdown. Um, but yeah, so now I'm just trying to make my way back to the car, um, speaking calmly to the bear, letting it know I'm not a threat, but also I'm not panicking um, and just trying to give off calm energy. And uh, I'm hoping that the bear loses interest and, and walks away. Um, so then, yeah, I've started filming midway through that encounter the photographer in me like so yeah this bear's following me it's kind of back and forth um it would climb up a tree and at that point i would start yelling at it because lots of times a scared bear will tree itself but this didn't seem to be that behavior but photographer in me was like oh that'd be a great photo of it on the tree but knowing how fast these things can move like the um, survivalist in me (laughs) and the person that doesn't want to die. I was like, no, you have to keep holding your bear spray. But um, at that point, that's when I realized, okay, I do have a phone here. Um, And what I was thinking at that point was was my wife is very um, anxious and nervous around bears. She has had kind of an encounter where she didn't have the training I had. Um, She was a friend and they did some things that aren't recommended with bears. Um, so I was thinking okay this is kind of worst case scenario for my wife I can show her specifically what to do in this situation so that's kind of what was in my mind as I was taking it out and filming that and uh, yeah so it follows me for about three minutes in the video eventually it just never actually charges but at the end you'll see um, it gets quite close in hindsight I should have sprayed it earlier but like I said I was waiting for that charge um, but yeah it it definitely changes its body language a fair bit it starts approaching me directly looking directly at me curling its lips and just kind of head forward ears forward and approaching very confidently and at that moment that's it was probably about 10 8 to 10 feet away and that's okay I guess this is time so time to see if it works and I just let out a tiny little spray of the uh, bear spray and it instantly turned it around um so this bear that any shouting or like stomping, make myself look big, aggressive. None of that worked, but uh, a quarter or an eighth of a second, of bear spray turned it around instantly. So uh, yeah, that was basically the experience and um, walked back to the car. My wife was getting a little bit worried because I had been gone for a little longer than she thought. And uh, so she's like, yeah, I was getting worried. Are you OK? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm OK. And did you find the bear? Yeah, I found the bear. I took a few shots. So we get to the car and I pass her my phone and say, well, you should look at this. And uh, yeah, that's when she uh, she saw it and she's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you OK? And say, I'm OK. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it was a pretty wild experience. So uh, yeah, that was basically how it went down. And um, then I yeah, like you said, I got the footage and ended up putting it online and kind uh, of went from there. So
0: holy shit, man, what an absolute pro, just like classic, you know, so calm and collected. Um, you know, it's so easy for people Monday morning, you know, quarterback things and saying, like, oh, well, you know, I would have done this, I would have done that. I mean, the huge thing with your video is the full context isn't there because it's it's basically filming just from the sounds of your story it's the last third maybe of your encounter yeah. that you're actually yeah
1: he's about 10 minutes and that was about three minutes of it for sure
0: wow man yeah and I mean the fact that you're literally you're so calm cool and collected and you've encountered this before you know you're a wildland fire guy uh you get out your phone to film it so that you can show your wife like an instructive video about like how you deal with an aggressive bear. That is absolutely incredible. And now, you know, millions of people (laughs) now have also benefited, you know, from your video. So thank God. And you're a professional wildlife photographer, right? So the number of people in the comments who are like, Oh my God, what an idiot, you know, why would you film this when you're being, you know, tracked Mm -hmm. aggressively like a bear they don't understand all this context, which you just gave, you know, it makes total sense uh, what you did. And there's, it's probably, it's probably going to save lives. You know, the fact that you, um, the, and save bear lives too, for that matter, you know, because when a bear exactly. does happen, you know, it's like nine times out of 10, the bear is they call it euthanized, but you know, they, they shoot the bear
1: destroyed. Yep. Yep.
0: Destroyed. So, it's uh that that's amazing man you know people always when you're telling the story about you know your wife worrying about where you are right There, usually when i'm on camping trips in the back country like if i go over a ridge to go to the bathroom right from the campsite you you, you joke to your friends like guys if i'm not back in 10 minutes call oh, heaven and tell, tell my mama. My <laughs> <mother>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> call my mother i tell her i'm not coming home you know yeah. but your wife is probably like he was supposed to take like two pictures and come back in a minute and like it's been 10 minutes so was she like absolutely? Was she? Was she? Was she really worried the fact that you had been gone for ten minutes, or did she think that was normal? Uh,
1: well, in uh, our relationship and me doing photography, that is very normal uh, for me to have uh, an estimate of when I'd come back. And then um, I actually, I have ADHD, so um, photography is something that I hyper focus on. So at that point, um, yeah, I'm not aware of time or anything. It's just if if I have something amazing in front of me um i can sometimes stay there for hours so uh she's become very good at napping in places and stuff uh <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> yeah lots of times my 10 minutes turns into an hour an hour turns into 3 hours so not uncommon but um just the fact that she knew that i was in the area with a bear obviously added a little extra uh uh worry to to her mind and rightfully so
0: wow man holy cow you know so w- one of the big comments that uh, was on this video You know, I think on my Instagram, it's got like 1.7 million views, um, you know, your video that I reposted Mm -hmm. and thousands and thousands of comments. There was a lot of comments, people mistaking or believing that the bear was a grizzly bear. And I could see how people could see that, because as you pointed out in the comments that it's it's a cinnamon phase black bear. Right. Do you want to tell people what exactly it is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have really terrible common names for, for, uh, bears here in, or especially black bear here in Canada. It's a misnomer. If you're not aware of, uh, of black bear, that's a species. Um, so black bears and grizzly bears, are different species, but, um, yeah, black bears can be all different colors. Um, you can even have white black bears, uh, in rare occasions. Um, so yeah, you'll have cinnamon, you'll have black, you'll have blonde, um, sometimes combination of, of multiple colors. So, uh, just because it says bear and and people will call grizzlies brown bears, um, it's not yeah not correct in in bear identification you can't just go by color um you go by kind of facial features and whether they have the hump on their back or not and general size and that kind of thing and easy where we live in saskatchewan we don't have grizzlies um so yeah you're you're only going to be encountering black bears there um so i can assure everybody on the internet it was a black bear um (laughs) and i'm i know all the experts agree with me um but uh yeah no it's uh if you're in the mountains that kind of thing it's generally still the same for black bears and and uh, grizzly bears same way you should generally react um in in a situation whether it's a predatory um bear or if it's a bear you've caught by surprise or if you're trying to just let the bear um pass on by or let it know that you're there um that kind of thing um but yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, look online, look at um, how to react to grizzly bears, how to react to black bears is very similar, um, but just know where you're at, know what you're going to encounter and make sure you educate yourself on on how to um, react if you do see a grizzly or a black bear or any other dangerous animal in the environment that you're in. Right,
0: right. And, you know, it sounds like the the your reaction to the bear once you started to notice it was actually coming towards you. um, proactively that your reaction your chain of reactions were all you know j- just perfect um in terms of you know being aggressive and loud and big and it's not working and you change tactics you get your bear spray out and then finally it got too close and you and you actually spray the guy and it's it's wild when you watch the video about how quickly the bear the bear's demeanor it just turns off it goes 180 oh, degrees yeah. that bear spray once it hits its I guess they call that olfactory senses or whatever, right? like your exactly. eyes, nose and your mouth. It just like yeah. puts its its head down a little bit and turns around and starts walking steadily in the in yeah. the next direction. So it's like, whatever that is in that bear spray, that bear was not liking it. <laughs>
1: exactly. And that's where a lot of actually, as, as you've seen it, um, hate on the internet comes from as well. Um, there's just a lot of people aren't educated on, on uh, what bear spray is. And a lot of people thought that, like you said, I was doing it for internet fame, which I can assure you is not the case. Um, I take photos and I never put them on social media. <laughs> I'm not a not a huge internet uh, media guy, but um, that's changed a little bit since then. But, um, yeah, basically, um, people think that I was hurting the bear or that kind of thing, or that like, this is something it's, it's super cruel to the animal, but it's actually quite the opposite. Um, as you said, if, if there is a negative encounter um, of a bear and, and, honestly, I'm thankful that I was the one that this bear ran into, this is a hiking trail that is open. Um, public is on it. Unfortunately, I would say the majority of people in our neck of the woods, and I think most places don't carry bear spray with them. Um people are a bit more on it when they're in grizzly bear country, but, uh, black bear country, people don't seem to have the same, um, education on it. So, um, I do, I'm thankful that, that it was me, um, and that I knew how to react and that it was a happy ending in the end, um, with this bear. And hopefully, um, we did teach it a lesson so that it doesn't approach people and, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and even, yeah, we did, I saw it later that week. This is where I work. So I saw it during work hours. I, I talked to her wildlife. Obviously I called our, our duty officer and our wild, wildlife management people um, right after the encounter um, in parks. If you do have something like this, definitely contact the park staff and let them know. Um, so did that and and so I got the spray on it. Wildlife officer came out that night, couldn't find it. But um, later on that week, I, I saw it in a similar area Um, definitely was the same animal so i i called our wildlife officers and said hey bears here in the ditch um if you do want to try to do some hazing so they'll get out paintballs or chalk balls and and just do some hazing deterrence. so again people might think it's cruel but um this is actually for the animal so that they can start to um properly fear people as as they naturally do um so yeah yeah and thankfully after that um we actually didn't have any more issues with that bear that i'm aware of so um a lot of people say it's very hard to, to teach an animal um to change its behavior but um yeah this this bear had actually had food rewards before it was spotted on a gas or a golf course eating condiments uh picture was taken of it i think actually earlier that day of when i um did the video. So that's why it had, I think, lost its fear of people was being around it, getting food rewards. But I think the spray and the chalk ball, um, we were actually, it appears to be, we're able to teach the bear to fear humans again. So.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah. Cause if it's had a few, say two, three or four positive reinforcements around humans uh, in its life, you definitely you can see the logic in trying to giving it some negative reinforcements around humans to rebalance definitely. that and that bear's life, especially if you don't know what its history is, like you said, it's best yeah. to be it's best to be uh rude but not sadistic, you know, with a bear that you exactly. fought because if you're trying to call it in and feed it peanuts, oh my God, nothing good is going to come of that.
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. it's for
0: humans. It's also for the bears. Cause if you if you're not treating them this uh this correct way to behave, then uh you know bad things are gonna happen for all involved. Uh so, yeah. so good on you, man. That's an excellent point. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting to see those comments too on the video. People people not recognizing the behavior of the bear, because you could almost interpret the bear you know, someone who hasn't seen a lot of bear activity as mm-hmm. it's coming towards you in the video. And it's it's basically running between the trees and running up the trees and kind of looking down on you. One of the comments in there, I think the person was, I believe it was, it was some kind of wildlife biologist or like forest tech person. And they were saying- mm-hmm. That's like classic aggressive behavior, like running up those trees. The bear is not trying to play with you. Like those are yeah. aggressive signals that it's sending. And uh, but you can see, I guess, how people can misinterpret that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it does
1: kind of look like a puppy dog that's like kind of interested, and in, but they're very much not that. They are they are wild animals, and and like you said, it's even if it seems like it's not an aggressive encounter, if an animal is following you, it can change in the blink of an eye. Um, so, yeah. And that was, I, it's funny. Yeah. Cause everybody obviously has a different take on it and um, we have, yeah. Biologists and that kind of thing. And it wasn't particularly aggressive. Um, like there is, there's predatory um, videos of predatory bears following people. And those ones you can tell it's a one track mind. It's they're not weaving back and forth, that kind of thing. It is they're on the trail and they were stalking. Um, this, this to me and, and to some other experts have said like, yeah, this is, you know, kind of interesting behavior, but common actually they say in kind of that two, three, four year old bear who is just, just got kicked off, um, kicked out by the mother. Um, and they're trying to find their own way, um, in nature and, and uh, interacting in the world. And that's kind of where, let well, like a teenager, right They're they're not fully developed, <laughs> um, brains are kind of in that adolescent stage they might do some dumb things or they're testing out limits that kind of thing uh they're curious so um i have talked with other people and they say yeah that's where they've had their um most intense bear encounters usually in that age range um where they're kind of those young curious um like i said this one had some food rewards in the past so um yeah just makes for very, very interesting discussion and uh yeah talking to all different experts and even um, some of the most of them are fairly consistent, the opinions. But um, yeah, no, it's uh yeah, for sure. Interesting behavior, definitely.
0: Yeah, man. Holy cow. Well, is now that you know you you've uh you 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 experienced this and then you know you've talked to a lot of experts and stuff. Is there anything you would have done differently um in this interaction with this bear? Uh now that you know what you know to Monday morning yep. morning quarterback yourself. Like to me, it sounds like you did everything perfectly textbook but yeah is there anything you would do differently
1: yeah hindsight's 2020 and um definitely wasn't perfect i think it was good enough uh seeing as i did get out in in a one piece and the bear was uh was also a lesson and it was safe for them but um yeah generally one thing that i didn't have and i usually always do is an air horn um so in the animal kingdom uh loud noises generally are are deterrents right like you have animals that uh roar and they make loud noises at each other so an air horn is is actually quite a good deterrent um so usually that is that's my first line um, um and i've I have used it before um, and it has been effective. Um, I just didn't have it with me in the car at that point. As I said, ADHD, lots of times I misplace my things. So um, I wouldn't have gone out and done that if I didn't have my bear spray at the very least. But uh, it's nice to have the air horn. Um, I I wish I had put a little disclaimer on the video before I put it out about, um, yeah, the steps I took before I got to where I was of when I actually changed my behavior towards the bear of no longer making myself look large, loud, holding my ground, uh, trying to get this curious bear to, uh, move away from me. Um, but thankfully there are a lot of people that, um, yeah, they, they might have called me an idiot, but uh, rightfully so. If, if I didn't do that first, I probably would have called myself an idiot. Um, but I did try that first, didn't work with this bear. Um, and I have explained that to people. But um, yeah, if you only see the video and don't know the backstory, for sure, there is, there's valid critiques of, hey, this person should have uh, not been walking away from the bear, should have not been talking calmly, should have been in a loud, aggressive voice, that kind of thing. And that's true. I did try it, didn't work with this bear. So that's why I switched over to Try to not make the bear aggressive as it as it wasn't acting aggressive but it was certainly still following me um and yeah there is times in that video where um like i said in my mind where i was at was i fell back on training so uh, my training was yep wait for a bear to charge um use your bear spray plant your feet like i said spray that screen hopefully that tears it if not then continue to spray as it gets closer Um, That didn't happen. This bear never did an actual charge of me. So that's what I was waiting for. And there's critiques of people saying, oh, look at he was calling it, he was baiting it in, he was just trying to get, uh, he could have sprayed it. And it's like, you know, I can't get my dog to come to me when I'm calling it. So I don't think a wild animal is great for that. Um, And also, yeah, that's, that's where I was at. So in in hindsight, um, yeah, I would give it a little spray, especially now knowing how effective it is. Um, If it does get within range, um, these sprays have 20 to 30 feet. Um, So you actually do have a decent range and you do have about eight seconds of spray. So um, just a little, little kind of warning spray, um, for sure, I will be a lot more um, Hopefully it doesn't happen again, but, um, with my line of work and my hobbies, um, I'm not going to not go and continue to take photos of bears or be in the wilderness or camp or that kind of thing. I feel more confident now. Um, but I also have learned a bit more, so I'll be able to deal with it even better. So yeah, spray a little bit sooner. If it's within range, don't wait for it to charge. But uh, if it's a bear that is following you, um don't just take out your spray and spray any bear that you see but if it's in this type of situation for sure i would spray a little bit sooner um yeah and then wouldn't have uh, that same experience or i guess the video but video is not the point it's all about getting out uh, getting out safe and thankfully like you said this video has showed some people how to how to properly act um if you're in that scenario where being loud doesn't work for sure, man. For sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting to pick up on the point you said about spraying a little screen first. And then if it comes through the screen, then narrowing in and just, you know, constant dousing it basically right into the face, like in between the eyes uh, there is a story of a elk hunter who got attacked by a grizzly bear um, in Montana. I believe this was two or three years back and this relates to your, you know, your experience and he was in a meadow as well. The grizzly bear just started charging him straight up. Mm-hmm. He deployed his bear spray. I'm not sure if he did a screen or like a concentrated shot, but the bear like basically ran right through the cloud, got to him, got him down, was starting to gnaw on his head and his arms and stuff. But within about 10 seconds, the bear left. It around. But it backed yep. off because it's just yeah. odd. It's It started
1: to burn. His
0: face. Right yeah. so it's interesting cuz your bear was moving at like a, a relatively slow pace for most of it but if it was charging full bore it's very interesting that you might be in that kind of scenario where it could get through the screen but yeah. it's going to kick in pretty quick and an interesting thing with this hunter he was scouting he didn't have a firearm with him he he then got up he made it i think about a mile down the trail um, if you perfect. heard about this story, and I, then,
1: I I watched the video of him filming himself afterwards because he's at his truck and he's wild. fully bloodied and yeah, it is insane for sure. So, so I'm happy so, my video wasn't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god. I mean that that would be that would be insane. But yeah, the guy the the bear came after him right. It, it, I guess it collected its senses or maybe it didn't get enough of the spray into its you know its eyes and its nose and its mouth. Tracked yep. him down on the trail, attacked him again, and I believe he sprayed it again. I believe even he he might've been on the ground as he was spraying it. And again, the bear, you know, left him after a few seconds, but still did a ton of damage. Like I think he had a protruding fracture in his arm, right. His arm was broken and the bone was sticking through the skin and his, he had puncture wounds in his skull. And the guy, I guess, was so high on adrenaline, he could still pick up his phone and take the selfie video. He was like, I'm going to drop myself to the hospital guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. I know I saw that. It was insane. (laughs)
0: Isn't that crazy man so i yeah. so i want to know your opinion on that video and also to bring into this uh question is what are your thoughts on the folks who say who talk about the the whole gun versus spray conversation because in that scenario right to me mm-hmm. if the guy had a gun people would say okay this is an example bear spray doesn't work to me it's an mm-hmm. example bear spray does work and if the guy had a gun perfect. and no spray, if he had fired at that bear as it was charging him and either missed, it missed it, injured it, yep. he would mm-hmm. probably be dead right now, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my takeout. What do you think about that? That that whole story?
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree with you on that. Um, I guess the safest is to have all the tools, right? Yeah. Um, to have air horn, bear spray, gun um that kind of thing but um for us in canada um like you said a lot of people don't have their um their pal they they don't have access to firearms and there's a lot of our areas in canada our forested areas especially in the national parks where it is illegal to carry a firearm um so yeah we we basically and especially i'm an employee of the park um and i i'm obviously not going to be breaking the law i do have my pal Um, but no I I don't carry firearms um, when I'm in the park Um, just that's it is what it is Um, that is the law and uh, yeah there's there could be issues with that if people start doing that um, that are created so we don't want to go there Um, and also as you said like yeah for the people that say oh you should have just shot it that kind of thing um, this bear I'm hopeful that it's still alive and that it didn't have to be destroyed. Um, It wasn't, didn't attack me. It wasn't extremely aggressive. It was curious, got too close. I lost its fear of people. But I do think that that would have been overkill in this scenario. Obviously bear spray works very effectively. um, And there is experts to say bear spray is actually more effective than, than firearms. Um, A lot of people um, basically just going and actually looking, not just theoretics, but, of encounters of animals where people use guns as deterrence and where people use bear spray as deterrence and bear spray does win out over time. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. If you're an ACE shot, uh, it's super steady with a bear charging you. Um, yeah. Maybe you're going to be able to take down that bear, but the odds of the average person having that skill set um, and being able to stay calm in a situation like that and having kind of that one or two shots at it before the bears on top of you versus bear spray, which, yeah it's uh very you don't have to be accurate it's it's very nby you spray that screen um you just point and spray and it's yeah not just one shot it's more effective of a tool i believe and uh, as you said it's not perfect um that bear still did aggressively go after the person it did seem to turn him around after but then it did come back and um but that guy's alive and i'm sure he's probably a proponent of bear spray as well he probably would say he would like to have both and and i agree with that um but yeah overall if i had to choose one or the other i'm going bear spray
0: very interesting man yeah because you know it's interesting the uh the meat eater i don't know if you know the meat eater uh television show that's on netflix
1: yeah um, that's steve Vanilla, right
0: steve ranella that's right i mean they've yeah, had, yeah, he's it, a legend yeah, legend, right? uh you know he he's they've been attacked a few times, charged and actually literally attacked by a grizzly bear, charged mm-hmm. by black bears in british columbia, um, et cetera, et cetera. And they basically say the exact same thing as you, which is, you know, if I had to choose one to be bear spray, they're mm-hmm. because they're out in the bush hunting, they always have rifles with them. yeah, uh, anyway, so they do have guns. But one of the things they say is like, you know, they had a grizzly bear come into their camp at night and it was complete pandemonium apparently at one at one point Giannis Patelis uh the Latvian eagle of the crew was apparently on the back of the grizzly somehow like <laughs> that somehow happened and
1: as he said Yeah
0: that's pretty legendary uh but yeah. if you have eight guys around a campfire and there's a bear you know marauding in between you there is almost 100% chance you're going to end up shooting somebody else yes. in your exactly. group right can you imagine like yep. shooting your wife oh my god that's the other thing yep. about bear spray is that uh there's not that risk there of, of killing somebody yeah. else because also you no, know exactly you, do, you know if you do have a firearms license you know you always have to make sure the backdrop of your shot that it's yep. not just going to travel for miles and miles and end up hitting somebody else as well right that's something that's really difficult to do if, if a bear is charging mm-hmm. um but uh yeah and the other thing you know like here in ontario so we don't have grizzly bears there's been a few grizzly bear sightings in the far northwest of the province up along you know hudson bay there um manitoba border there's been a few they're basically surmising that uh you know with climate change it's getting warmer and there are some grizzly bears kind of encroaching into uh, former polar bear territory but there's no Mm -hmm. reliable grizzly bear presence in in, uh, ontario it's all black bears um, but, uh, why am I telling you this story? Um, da, da, da. grizzly bears, black bears. Oh yeah. With black bears, you know, many people don't think that black bears are dangerous. That's a big thing. And if you check the stats, right, the history of black bear attacks more. in North America, they kill more. Yeah. It's you guys got to check yeah. out the Wikipedia entry. On black bear fatalities on humans there's a separate one I believe for grizzly bear fatalities uh, mm-hmm. yeah I mean 17 you know humans killed by black bears in the last I guess 13 years you know since 2010 so it's extremely rare uh, but it does happen you know I've told the story about being in a bass pro shops after I had a bear come up to my tent in the middle of the night my hammock actually and uh, the bear I was yelling and screaming at it and it it turned around and left but it was going mighty slow. Like it wasn't yeah. too concerned about the fact I was yelling at scared the shit mm-hmm. out of me. And then the guy behind the Bass Pro canner literally was like, why, why are you buying this? I'm like, well, for black bears, he's like, you don't need this for black bears. And I was about That's to, crazy. It, you know, tell him the story about the stats and what happened to me last night. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have the time and the energy. I'm just going to buy it and leave. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, you, you, you definitely, definitely got to be aware for sure. Um, my one of i know you got to go now uh curtis my final okay. is about the um the the recent attack grizzly bear attack in alberta um yes. on the two campers with their dog and they did so the, the the couple was killed the dog was killed i believe this was in banff national park right it was yeah and um they did find the canister one of the bear spray canisters was partially or fully deployed what do you think happened there does that change your opinion about bear spray versus guns um or anything there like what do you what do you think of that whole story
1: yeah obviously it's a tragedy um i'm sure there's like we don't have all the information about that um yet but um yeah horrible horrible situation um as you said i i have heard the same thing um excuse me i'm not not even hundred percent sure where all the sources are coming from that kind of thing. So I, I like to kind of reserve um, speaking on it too much before um, the actual 100% facts come out. But um, fact is, is that, yeah, like I've never said bear spray is, is hundred percent effective. And I don't think anybody has said that. And um, even same thing, like if you have a firearm, like, yeah, maybe you get off a shot, but yeah, um, like if you're asleep, I think it was, as you said, I'm pretty sure they were in the tent. Um, so yeah, maybe you would have a firearm there, easy access, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, I guess. Yeah. Now it gets people thinking about it. And I think um, because of that, it is a very good reminder. Um, yeah. It's it's really unfortunate if, if the bear spray didn't work in this scenario, obviously, because yeah, it's a tragedy. They two people and a dog and I'm sure the bear I don't know if it was already destroyed, but um, that will definitely be a bear that um, if it hasn't been already, um, it, it will be destroyed if, if they know which one it is. Um, so yeah it's it's hard to say without the facts to be honest but um yeah i would say if if you're in an area you do have your pal you do have the means to um have a firearm with you it's it's not a bad thing to have but as you said there is other things you have to be careful with with that it takes more training i think than bear spray that kind of thing so if in this scenario um bear spray didn't work that doesn't change my opinion on um on carrying bear spray or even that um bear spray versus firearms i still would prefer to have bear spray over firearms um no matter what yeah it's maybe for whatever reason this bear had a a more resistant to bear spray like i've heard even in people um with pepper spray that kind of thing i have friends in law enforcement um there's just some people that aren't affected um nearly as much um by that the vast majority of the population is but so i have no reason to believe why that wouldn't be the case in the animal kingdom that maybe it was just really bad luck that this bear or who knows maybe it was expired bear spray or they didn't get a direct spray on it um hard to say but um yeah it's i know it'll be it'll open up that debate again of of guns versus bear spray um again they're in a national park so unfortunately they they yeah if, if you're a person that would want to have that tool it isn't a tool for you so um, in a national park, if you're going to be, um, following the law. So if you're someone that feels you can't safely be in the bear country, then yeah, it, it's, you gotta be careful. You gotta make, you are, are taking responsibility and you are taking on a risk whenever you do go out into the bush. But I do want to say that these occurrences are exceedingly rare, extremely, extremely rare. So you don't want to scare anybody, um, say don't go out. But, um, yeah, what main thing is, is when you are camping, think about it. Learn, educate yourself. Um, say in the tent. again, I, I think these people were very experienced um outdoorsmen, um, outdoors people, they they went camping a lot from what I hear. So I don't have any reason to believe that they had attractants in their tent. Um, but that is it's a good thing to talk about that if you have to make sure you don't have anything that that smells edible or even empty beer cans, that kind of thing in your tent because that can attract wildlife. And I'm not saying that these people did, but um, yeah just anything that will attract animals to your tent to where you are you want to avoid that and yeah just learn about bear safety learn how to act responsibly and, and you can still recreate safely in the woods and yeah heart goes out to the people affected by that my co-workers in parks canada that responded to it the families and everything um, it is a tragedy and hopefully um, yeah people can learn a bit more about bear safety um, through this horrible situation and prepare themselves so that hopefully something like this doesn't happen again.
0: Excellent points, my friend. Yes. And, you know, even though there was a canister deployed, they don't know what happened. Maybe they prematurely deployed it maybe they mm-hmm. you know like they sprayed it out and it was it didn't even touch the bear it's another reason Maybe it was
1: before the bear got through the tent yeah maybe it was spraying the inside of the tent and then maybe that kind of incapacitated them before the bear had actually ripped through it it's it's hard to say you don't we don't know but hopefully there will be some facts that we we get so that people can be better prepared and and hopefully like you um talked about that uh Hopefully there is something that can come from this in in keeping people safe in the future and and some lessons learned. Um, not saying that these people did anything wrong. I think it was probably just uh, one of those one in a million chances that that something bad happened and and just a sad sad story.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah, and you know it's like if you're on a multi-day trip or you're a week-long trip, it bring maybe bring a backup canister too because I bet many yep. people don't even know that the canister only has eight seconds of discharge yeah. if you have a full-size canister. So. You might get through that and be like, oh, damn, we're out. And the other interesting thing is the fact they had a dog there. You know, I actually was listening to a bear biologist on a podcast recently saying that many times they find in bear counters, if you do have a dog, it can actually be an attractant in that the dog will actually proactively go up over a Mm ridgeline, try to engage with the bear, realize, oh, my God, I'm going to get eaten. (laughs) And then they run back to the owners and actually bring the bear back to the owners, right? So maybe that's like an interesting uh, Factoid: There, you know, like keeping right. dogs on leash if you're at your campsite. Keeping dogs
1: on a leash, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, and then just the the, the final exit question, Curtis, before you go and try to uh, fix your alternator uh, that Chad Kroger has destroyed. Uh, <laughs> is, uh You know, we always this is usually the the first question I ask is, you know, if you had to get eaten alive, asshole first, by a predatory animal in Ontario, but for you all, leave it open to in Canada, if you had uh-huh. to get taken out, Curtis, by a single predatory animal which animal would it be and why?
1: Ooh, that's, uh, an interesting one. Um, maybe I will go with black bear so that some of the people on the internet can have their shot in fruit uh, of that. Uh, I finally got my comeuppance for, uh, for hurting the poor bear. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that or else, uh, a badger. Cause that would make for hell of a story. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll go black bear badger as a tie oh my god that, that's uh that's a good question is this is that a one that you post to uh, everybody at the end of your podcast or is that going to maybe become the uh, the next trademark for wild ontario that's
0: awesome man <laughs> usually it's the very first question i ask you know to kind of kind of humorous yeah. tone but Bricky i just I, I, I forgot with yeah. you but i might cut this and put this right at the very beginning uh, <laughs> That's, that's awesome. And what, what an answer that the the people in the comment section would love that. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I did. I I rubbed myself in bacon grease and I was doing this for the internet clout. So uh, finally, finally coming clean on that. But uh, yeah, somebody will cut that and take out the sarcasm, but I'm sure it was him. (laughs) He was doing it. People would love that, man. Thank you so
0: much, Chris. And thank you for your yeah. service with Parks Canada as and as a Wildland uh, Fire Crew Chief, man. It's greatly appreciated your service to Canada as well. So thank you. Good yeah, sir. Thank
1: you. That's what I love doing. So it's, uh yeah, just so happens to be, uh yeah, a service that was needed very much this year. But um, yeah, thank you very much and uh, great connecting with you. And I look forward to following along with uh, the podcast and the adventures. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for
0: watching the uh, Wild Ontario Podcast Episode 6. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify... And to our YouTube channel, Uh, leave us a five-star review if you can. And uh, you can follow Curtis Matwishan as well over on Instagram. You can find my post on Instagram uh, to see what his handle is to find him. Thank you so much to Curtis. And uh, we got tons of episodes coming, guys. I got 10 episodes in the hopper I haven't even posted yet. So thanks for listening to the Wild Ontario Podcast, you Wild Ontarians.